Hi, folks. Welcome to the Great Conversation Podcast. I'm your host, Calvin Smith, and this is where we discuss five big topics, the gospel, relevance, evangelism, apologetics, and training for Christians, all in relation to the truth of God's word in Genesis as the seedbed of all Christian doctrines. So what we're going to be covering here today is how the gospel is often shut down in public discourse today exactly how that's happening and of course what to do about it so let's go you know there's a common phrase or a variation of it that's been used and taught by salesmen and negotiators of all sorts for decades now and it usually connotes something to the effect of this you know uh, a person well they've always got two reasons for doing anything They've got a good reason, and then they've got the real reason. We've all got good reasons for doing what we do, but sometimes there's things in behind that. And of course, look, this isn't you know meant to be necessarily a derogatory statement. It kind of speaks more to the fact that humans are complex creatures. We've got motivations, perhaps, that we aren't even aware or we don't truly understand. And actually, the Apostle Paul uh, spoke about those types of struggles, or similar ones anyway, in Romans 7.15. When he says, I don't understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I I hate. (laughs) Scripture also says in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? We're complex, broken, sinful creatures, and sometimes we don't even understand our own motivations. See, we're in a constant battle within ourselves to overcome the constant tug of sin and to do what's right and we need to self-reflect as to why we do the things we do or don't do what we should and this affects everything including sharing the gospel now let's ask this question how often does gospel proclamation occur well if you were to ask a hundred average believers that you know when the last time they shared the gospel with someone was you'd likely be shocked at how infrequent it happens Let's just think of yourself, okay? Four weeks? Was it six weeks? Three months? Six months? A year? Plus? Well, you aren't the only one. And even though we all, myself included, likely have a good reason why the conversations we have with unsafe family and friends in our lives just never seem to get around to what we want, there are some very real reasons that this happens. And a new article from Professor David Millard Haskell, he's an associate professor in the Faculty of Liberty Arts at Wilfrid Laurier University um, here in Ontario, Canada, called Discrimination Approved for Conservatives on Campus, may shed some light into what's shutting down gospel discourse in general. See, in discussing how conservative Christians were most likely to experience hostility and discrimination on campus, he states, a 2015 study in the top-ranked journal Sociology of Religion surveyed university professors across North America about their feelings toward different faith groups. Of all faith groups, conservative Christians were the most disliked by professors. A majority of those who answered the survey expressed outright hostility towards this group, viewing them as intolerant and unscientific enemies to be openly opposed. Hmm. Intolerant and unscientific. You see, many Christians might not get this, but it's the combination of intolerance alongside being deemed 
unscientific that reveals the real reason a lot of gospel witnesses being shut down across the board in the West. And it doesn't just pertain to what happens on university campuses. Uh, that, that academic mindset is, is, is where, you know, it, that's where it's set in the culture. And then it's just reinforced through the media and political machinations in, in a society. So Haskell describes the, 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 the first strike of this one-two uh, punch of gospel shutdown when he says this. Typically, a professor will have brought up a social issue in class. Sometimes it relates to the course content, but most times the issue is uh, tangential to the, uh, to the uh, pedagogic, pedagogical topic. The instructor's taking advantage of a captive audience to assert a personal conviction. The conviction or claim will include a contemptuous condemnation of one of the university's approved scapegoats, white people heterosexuals, men, Christians, Western society. And if a student falls into one of the more of those groups approved for derision, they can either take the abuse in silence or speak up and become a target. Regarding option two, once a student is identified as a heretic, their grades may suddenly and mysteriously decline. And there it is. See, they lead with a pervading social issue in society, marriage, abortion, identity, sanctity of life, etc. And should a Christian protest, whatever is currently deemed socially acceptable, they're deemed intolerant and hateful, shamed and dismissed as socially unacceptable and unworthy of public input. But what's the power punch follow up to the constant jab of social issues bombarding believers? Science, so-called. Why? Because for a Christian to argue any social issue with Christian doctrine, they would have to quote Genesis 1 to 11 as the foundation for those beliefs because all Christian doctrines are founded in Genesis directly or indirectly. And academia, not to mention much of the church, tossed the book of Genesis into the intellectual dustbin years ago. And by giving up, biblical authority and allowing secular scientific ideas, i.e. the story of evolution occurring over supposed millions of years of earth history to supplant the true history in Genesis 1 to 11. Not only did Christians admit the Bible could be wrong in the question of origins, but that it's wrong in all areas, including moral, ethical, and intellectual arenas. See, perhaps it's time for believers to ponder what's really going on in their own minds. Does the idea of having to defend your beliefs intimidate you? Do you feel confident? Could you articulate why you believe what you believe? And if not, could the real reason that many never get around to sharing the most valuable message anyone could ever hear could be because of the questions the world's posing? I mean, was there really a worldwide flood? What about dinosaurs? Why is there death and suffering in the world if God's a good God? What about evolution? Can you explain uh, young earth in light of uh, radiometric dating? What about all the ape men skulls we find? What, why are there different races if we come from two people, etc.? You see, biblical apologetics grounded in the authority of God's word is a mandate that can't be ignored for Christians to be effective personally and publicly. So if you can't answer the questions, you'll never engage in spiritual combat. You keep being deathly afraid of bringing a knife to a gunfight. Brothers and sisters, 
get equipped to deal with and answer those questions so that you can defend the faith and boldly declare the gospel and fulfill 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. As always, if you're appreciating the content, please visit the AnswersInGenesis.ca website. Consider donating to the ministry and whatever platform you're accessing this on, as long as you're not driving and you're not doing something illegal. Start hitting all those buttons, thumbs up, click like, all that kind of stuff. Write us a a five-star review and uh, we'd really appreciate that because you know what? Taking the time to even click that button is probably one of the best things that you could do to help us to continue to do outreach. So until next time, I'm Cal Smith. Blessings to you and yours. 